and boom what's up what's up what's up welcome back god damn it Ooh, look right here to another edition of tell me a joke the guy i'm oh, chasing the dream i'm your host the maniacal minute cosmos say the whole thing like a pimp name slick back and this is uh this has been a good time man i i i'm out here I'm out here finally. This is a redo. This is a retake on an original. Goddamn, we try to get as close to the same spot as as possible. Uh, the uh, Mr. Entrepreneur Go Getter himself, Mr. Handyman. But uh, you know, I'm getting up there in age, but I still skateboard because I love life out here with the stokey in his mouth. <laughs> Hopped over a fence to get in this beautiful spot that we're in, Isaac Cazell. How hey, you doing, sir? Doing good, buddy. Oh man, it's good. We made it. We made it. We, we finally. Made it. I've. Uh, I, I. I just got here. I just. We are at Crescent Park. We are over in the uh, in a barricaded area. Hopefully, it'll be. Hopefully, it'll be a lot better than the previous spot we were at. Yeah, this uh, is location number two. Yes, yes. Yeah. Would you Would you like to mention the previous spot today? Would you like to just go ahead and recant a, a bit about uh, the previous spot we were? just recently at <laughs> well we had a great spot we had Ooh, a great was, idea in mind it was a phenomenal mind. spot was, yeah uh, i liked the plan and uh -huh. we got down there and we Ooh, posted had a breeze up. and everything it was a breeze it was covered shaded yes uh, we sat down for probably no more than 45 seconds no more and yeah. uh then things got wild people got were coming pretty, out of the cracks pretty, it was dead down there crazy. and all of a sudden people started coming out from behind pylons i, I, I saw i saw none of those folks nope. I saw that one guy, as soon as he walked up by the fountain, looked like he was bathing his belly button in the yeah, fountain. Now, yeah. I don't know what's happening here, but I, I assume that when I walked up on the other side of that wall, they had a shoe right there. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's his shoe. It was just one shoe. Didn't have no match to it. I was just like, you know, that's probably that's probably his shoe right it's there. Probably, yeah, it's probably, yeah, it's his placeholder. But like, exactly. that's my, like, this everybody. Is I, this is my shit. That's this my spot. Like, that's, that's, that's John's don't nobody, shoe. Don't and, nobody touch my area. Right. And apparently we were in the adjacent from his area i guess maybe too close yeah. they were they were very nice but yeah. they were very pesky and that's when everybody decided to to just uh, roundabout and fucking yeah. and in 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 like just cover i didn't know i honestly i i saw the chair i i saw that chair uh i did not uh i did not see a dog apparently there was a dog that was supposed to be out yeah, there. So Some lady this is, came. They had kind of a three-pronged attack. So the, first, a, a woman comes up, and the woman said, hey, have you guys seen a, a dog running around here? And a brown we dog. were both Hello. like, yeah. no, no, we haven't seen a dog. No. Uh, and both of us got the idea that might be a little bit of a scam. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. her friend comes around, this big dude comes around, and then he starts talking about my cigar. And saying how he wants to cut that open and put 14 grams in it, and I right. was like, "Well, this is not the <laughs> it's kind not of cigar you do." Wraps, like, like you know, not to brag, but like he I did, wouldn't do that with not, this cigar. This he is did like not good, care. good did tobacco, not. you know. This isn't backwoods, like you know. And he, he gave said, no fuck about that's that the kind of cigar I want to put 14 grams in. And we're like, "Okay, all yeah. right, good, good." And then they're they're yelling for a dog, but no, there's no dog anywhere. I mean, we walked all the way down. There's no, no dog, no dog at all. And then out of nowhere, out of, this out like tweaker guy comes by on like a rolling office chair ass cracking probably hand, yeah ass out boom. coming at us backwards as Fucking if he had gotten a toastman style it looked like he had gotten shot out of a catapult or something yeah. this guy was I, flying I was very startled like you know uh, you ever see the movie it follows where they strap that girl 
the guy it's where like if you fuck somebody like you give them like a, it's like a ghost std kind of like you'll be oh, followed by I, these. i've seen this sh- movie follows with uh denzel washington where they no. touch people and then oh, that happens fallen fallen, fallen. Yeah. that's yeah, great yeah. with the rolling stone song when yeah, you hear the rolling stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that rules well it's kind of like that so it's like you transfer this demon uh through sex and uh, the demon manifests itself in whatever your fears are. So you might see like an abusive parent or you yeah. might see uh, like uh, somebody who died nearby. And this thing just will slowly follow you until you give away the demon to somebody else. Yeah. So the guy, uh, I'm not spoiling too much. It's the very beginning of the movie. Uh, this guy it doesn't has, matter. They're fine. All right. <laughs> this guy <laughs> has this demon and he, and he fucks this girl um, and he takes her to like an abandoned parking lot kind of thing, straps her to a rolling chair oh, shit. Uh, and has her wait until she sees the demon. He needs to know that it's not following him anymore. So yeah. once he sees it, she's terrified. He's like, sorry, bitch, got to go. And he just leaves her. But she's rolling around in this thing. And it reminded me of that. It was very creepy because it was real shady in there and there was a little breeze. Yeah. And we thought we only had two people bothering us. And all that, of a sudden, out of yeah. nowhere comes somebody on a rolling Boom, chair rolling up like flying through there like the monster in the hallway in yeah, hellraiser with like their ass hanging out like i think when they plopped down on the chair they must have got a running start and it spun backwards on them yeah. and they were barely hanging on and their pants were off like kind of man they got some speed they too. were going so fast dude we were really fast i, I w- thought the clunk clunk was with them about to fall because they hit the, the the divider i was like they, that person's gonna bust the ad but they that was not at all truly wild i and and you, I was thinking maybe we could ride it out, and you oh. got a little nervous. Oh never, no! I Immediately, I was like, I'm not dealing with this. I, I just got here, and you had just, just unloaded all up. your equipment too. Yeah. So it's like you're going to put out all this equipment, and yeah. then they're going to be bothering I, I, us the I whole time, or try to it. snag the equipment. But definitely yeah, don't want to deal with it. <laughs> it was yeah. funny because you kind of stopped talking, and I'm like, man, maybe Kyle just had a tough week, and you know, whatever. <laughs> I was like, this isn't the Kyle I know, and then you just nah. kind of mumble. I hear you like, I don't know, uh, maybe we shouldn't, um, uh, maybe we just, uh, and then I saw you like putting your backpack together. Hey, yep, put it and, back up. Man, listen to those waves. Ah, that is nice. It's like being at the ocean. Ah, We're on the banks good. of the Mississippi, and a barge just went by, and we've got some legit oh, waves here crashing up on here. the rocks. With some locusts, some catadids in it. Beautiful. In the trees. It is, a, it is. This is a grand spot. You and your stogie. I'm going to take a picture of this and this stogie, man. This is an amazing spot. Like, I'm glad I'm glad we ran into the bullshit because I don't think we would have uh, genuinely. I, I don't think we would have ran into this here. That's a nice way to look at like, it. Like if we didn't keep walking, this is this is prime. This is a prime area right here. Hold on. I wish we had a little grill or something. Just nah, that would be cool. Go, boom. There it is. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. Man. So, you know, we, uh, the, 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 the turmoil that you got to go through for, for just for things to get better. You know, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're a working handyman out here. We were just talking about uh, if our tools would have been like there's oh. people there's people out here that are that are just out here carjacking and taking oh well not even carjacking just tool jacking they're tool jacking there's carjackers and now there's tool jackers and oh. uh, there's um my friend my friend <sighs> that's is a cop something I dread will always like kind of give me a heads up about uh, where the tool jackings are happening where and, the tool jackings um, are there's one particular guy <laughs> who is 
only going after Latin American construction crews. Yeah. Uh, he, it's like kind of like a racially motivated tool jacking. Yeah. And then there's people who are just like, I think I can sell these, you know, like that kind of thing. Huh. So, you know, I, it's, it's a real bummer. Uh, and I hate that it happens to anybody. But if it happened to me, I would be 100% heartbroken. I, uh, I would be so sad. So, uh, so, so what is what is your craft now? What do you what do you what do you mainly work on? I've gone into uh, it's become like more than a full time job now. It's a legit business at this point. You know, for a while when I first moved here, uh, I would you know maybe paint one or two houses a summer just to keep some cash rolling in, do some handyman stuff here and there. Uh, but now I've gotten into like full on home improvement, building, uh-huh. uh, remodeling houses. Like a big thing here is, you know, when people move out of these old historic buildings, the plaster all needs redone. Everything needs to be repainted inside. Trim needs to be fixed. Floors need to be sanded and rewaxed. And so like, I'm just doing a lot of like bigger jobs. Now. I see you did. Is this something that you just picked up and just started doing? No, I was raised doing it. My, my oh, whole okay. family, you know, like most of my family were, uh, contractors and uh my dad started out as a carpet layer and yeah. a flooring installer Ooh. and then got into full-on construction uh my my uncle and all my cousins they had a whole construction company so and i grew up in a old victorian house it was built in like the 1860s and uh my parents bought it and lived in one half of it and remodeled the other half mm-hmm. so i grew up in a house that was like half gutted and my dad would teach whoa, me how to like you know, do sheetrock and come on. all that. So, yeah, from the time I was little, and then yeah. my, my first summer jobs from like you know twelve on was just helping out. You know, when I was out of school, I yeah. just do a couple days a week working on the construction sites because my parents always wanted me to have my own money and learn how to yeah. you know, handle money. Mine, mine as well, and work for it. You know, yeah. so like as a kid, I'd get you really tiny allowance. Like you want anything more, you got to work. So right. every summer, I would just you know my cousin had a roofing company. I would just go. You know, do a couple like big roofing jobs with him every summer. And it was great because the money at the time, like, you don't know that kind of money as a kid. Like they paid mm-hmm. me fair. And so, you know, if I'm making, you know, ten, fifteen dollars an hour in the nineties, yeah. like, you know, doing yeah, roofing right, and like right. or just, you know, pushing a broom at a construction site. I would just work a couple of days a week and then just like I could get the shoes I wanted. Could I could, up on I could go yeah. to the movies on the weekend. I used you know? to put things on layaway. Uh, oh, yeah, I bought dude, a nobody first, does layaway dude, anymore. Dude, I bought my first pair of K2s, aggressive inline skates off Ooh. layaway, off of the work, off of the fucking money that I saved up. Because I didn't, uh, my dad was just like your your parents. They, they uh, I've always watched my dad work. I've always watched my dad do things with his hands. I've always wanted to do things with my hand and build shit with my hands, like an erector set. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I, was, oh, I had I was, those. I, Constructs. I, I, uh, Remember constructs? Yes, like I was just about to go there. I was just about to go there. Ah, yes, my sorry. brother had a little chemistry lab set that I used to fuck with, and like that, I just I used to always like to do things with my hands. So you know, when I got older, I, like that was a, I'm surprised. Like this is the field that I, I took. I was like, it it became real easy for me to do like constructive things. I prefer to do shit with my hands instead of just watch and point and tell things people to do me things. Too. So, me too. you know, I, I've always had that that structure in my life like, oh, my if my dad my dad would be like, "Hey man, if you want something, you better go buy it." Like he would always tell me like, "Yeah, I see you walking around in your socks. If you get holes in them, I'm not buying you no more. You better get your own money to go buy you know yourself some damn socks." It's like, "Oh, okay." All right, so I understood, you know, the value of hard work. So I've always, I've always had a job since I could start working. Since my dad was like, "No, nah, you gonna have to go get it yourself." I've always 
worked, you know? So what was like, your first job? My first job, my first job job, I wanna say I I wanna say it was Win Dixie, but then I also wanna say it was party times and singing telegrams. Oh really? Yeah. Basically the next door lady, the next door neighbor, uh I think this is what came after. The next door neighbor, she um she she had a company called Party Times and Singing Telegrams where she would. Uh, <laughs> is, it, um, um, is it called Party Times? Party Times. Why and is singing time plural? Time is already plural. Party right? Times. Times is it? <laughs> party time. It's not like that. A time. Time is it? Is it? It's not that bad. But is it? I would just call party it Party Time. time. Party time. It's party time. Party time. Oh, shit! I never. I never. So, I, does that it, seem I, weird, or that, am I just overthinking it? I'm not. Poss- no, I mean I you think when you correct, when actually. you describe something, I guess it's okay. Party time because if you describe, you know, you say olden, you say olden times. Yeah, uh, not olden time. Oh, you yeah. can. Do you need an oh. S on time? Do you? Because I think of time ti- as well, it can be singular. It can be singular, but you're not really supposed to say that, right? Are you supposed what, to times? say yeah four times four. <laughs> Four multiplied by four. Should you say I multiply? So. I don't know. You where do we get times? Math. I know, but where did we where do we start using times? Like, wh- how does time times mean multiplication? But it also means because it deals with numbers still. It's true. Time, but time also is a concept, right? Right. So, you know, it's such a vague term that I always think of it as being like bigger and more encompassing. But you can also look at it as, as how many times does it go into each other? There it is. Okay, so I'm completely wrong on that. You're correct. <laughs> You're correct. Yeah. How many times does that go into it? Yeah. And then the reverse of that is times. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I picked that. I'm not like a big argument debate guy, but for some reason, it's because her name, her business name is stupid. <laughs> party times. And I would have just said party time and singing telegrams. You know, I, it might be that, but it's a very long time ago. This is like my first job. So yeah. I'm like 15, you know, yeah. first hand job around this time and everything, you know. Oh, man. So it, it, that, Wait, did you get the hand job at one of the singing telegrams? Uh, yes, actually, I did. No, are you fucking I kidding? did. <laughs> I did. I did. It was the terrible, the worst hand, the worst hand job I have ever had. It's like she was pulling for satisfaction or something like that. I'm like, well, what are you pulling for? It doesn't go that high. Stop pulling for her. Thought a bunch of quarters were gonna come out. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm like, that's all the skin I got. Like, stop. It doesn't cover the head. That's it. You know, <laughs> I'm snipped properly. Goddamn. Like, it was terrible. It was a dry, rough hand. Ooh. Like this motherfucker was fucking did double dutch a lot. Like, you know, we were young. I was like, you do not know where you do. And then she was in the front seat, and I was in the back. So, I Whoa, was, was like, she driving? No, no, oh, man. no. We was at a house, and it was a singing telegram. So, like, the, the, the clown went to go do a singing telegram yeah. at this person's house while we stayed in the car. Oh, man. Wait, was this your boss? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> now, now my, but my boss didn't give me the hand job. It was oh, the, the okay. clown lady was the boss. Oh. Like, okay, basically, the clown lady, she, she liked to, uh, to, to take on children. Kind of like an Angelina T- Jolie type shit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. not as, as, as but not wealthy. Official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got your kids because you live in, in terrible lifestyle. Okay. Like, so, boom, I'm going to take them on and I'm going to also teach them shit. You know, uh, but apparently she didn't teach him how to give a good hand job. So like, I'm in the back seat, and, and she, the clown a, lady and is it's a clown. Yeah, I mean, she would dress up like the clown always. Any creepier? 
I and know, but very, I'm just saying, like, oh, you should see when she get a sweaty face. I'm just and a then local Coca Cola. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you can have it. I'm just a local clown who wants to take your kids around and make them sing. That's a I weird. Never, yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, a little bit. Like, what's the name of would... your business? Party times. Oh, sorry, man. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna let him go, but times, get out of here. <laughs> I would. Uh, she would also take me to one of her houses and stuff because I told her that I did I did construction with my dad, so she would take me to her like one of her like fucking houses that she would rent out or like her tenant apartments that she would have and i would help this other guy that she would be fucking rebuild this fucking little complex that she had it's like a yeah. little fourplex and and this guy i remember every day would smell like uh, uh i would say michelob ultra and marlboro lights boy that is a distinct yeah. smell yeah that he is would a sweat that out yeah, and that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's when it comes out of your pores, yeah, it's like yeah. it's like you could tell Ooh. that he had a night. And it, was, it comes it was out a very pungent, very yeah. pungent smell. I'm like, God damn. That combination when 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 like unfiltered cigarettes and cheap yeah. beer come yeah. out of your body yeah. or out, like if you get somebody's breath, you know, like oh. they've been like just like, you know, puffing uh, on cigarettes. His teeth definitely looked like they had uh, leftover spinach inside of it, but you know, it was just a dark area. It was just oh. in that corner, which is a... Did he like, dip, maybe? Did he use, it looked uh, like he might have dipped, but he just smoked so many packs of cigarettes. Oof. It was just... Uh, and then, then the sweat, he would... Because like, he was a pretty big man, but, you know, him, uh, him and the clown, would, would they, they would be fucking. And I'm wow. like, this is, this is gross. But me, my part that I would take, I would usually dress up like fucking Barney or Baby Bop or Pikachu or Elmo and shit, so... That that would be my part. I, she would play the clown, and I would dress up in the costume, and I would I would dance. So you do uh, like kids' birthday parties, things yeah. like that. Yeah, like real hood children though. Yeah, like not the places I would go normally, or especially if I was asked, I'd probably be like, "Nah, I'm good," you know. But these are the places that she took on because you know, like I yeah, like I said, she's not wealthy, but she does like to she does like to entertain. Little impoverished kids, little impoverished black kids. <laughs> did, so, did you ever yeah. uh, get beat up in costume? Like yeah, at a, oh, oh yeah, yeah. I remember I was Barney one day. I think it was Barney. I remember being Barney one day, and it, I was at some type of school or a playground of some sort, and these little kids had a wiffle ball bat out there, and I. <laughs> Uh, you know, you only got so much peripheral until you till you can't see a child anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah. I and me, you know, I'm I'm always been child hype. So it, depending on the age, I would always dread the age of the of the birthday party before I would go to the birthday party. I'm like, how old are they? They're sixteen. Oh fuck. Yeah. You know, I know I would have <laughs> yeah. to. Depending on the costume, I would definitely have to fend for myself. Cause the clown can't help shit. No. The clown ain't gonna help shit. And then in this day, it was I was not ready. I, they, I remember there was a wiffle ball bat out. No, I think ah, that's what it was. I was Minnie Mouse. I was Minnie Mouse. Oh, so and you did it, different like genders it, and everything. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. As long as you can't see who was in his fucking body, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, and Minnie Mouse ain't had no titties. She a rat. So yeah. it's like fuck it, get it. And I was I was the height for a Minnie Mouse, and and the height of a Minnie Mouse is about about the size of a sixteen year old. Yeah. And or yeah, like a, you know you get some of those big like 10, 12 year olds. Like I watch some like uh, football videos on Instagram, oh, right? And they'll show there'll be like one kid who's like. You know, twelve, but he's already like so 185. He's so like big. playing O line. You know, like it's so big. Yeah, not not wasn't ready. So uh, basically, the the wiffle ball bat was for the pinata 
for this six year old and it got out of hand it, it got it so got out of hand and uh i remember at one point fighting off children like giving them the you know because i got i got little i got little nieces and nephews and shit and i got i could juke the shit out of them and sure. I'm, I'm in a uniform i'm in an outfit to where i i still i still you know i still got, I, I still can move i just got to keep the head kind of steady right. that's all so i'm i'm shaking the shit out of these kids and juking them and hitting them with slight elbows and shit because they're being very aggressive was there a rule that you weren't allowed to make noise though because it would blow the character rule? no no you can i used to i used to talk like elmo so yeah i would do elmo for people but uh that i i would be afraid to talk especially me being, i was many so i wouldn't say much yeah people would want you to but uh, yeah i'm trying to some shit like yeah. that for them and that would make their day but you know uh not not with these kids these kids didn't give a fuck at all and i remember the big kid somehow he he got behind me and i i took one one swift one to the to right there to the back of the knee and then that that brought me down like just a little the bit one, real quick. Yeah, it yeah. drops you. It's like it's like yeah, when you he, uh, was, when you miss a step. Oh, it's that yeah, thing, yeah. and your back yeah, kind of yeah, twists, yeah. and you go, ooh. Like yeah, this. yeah. <laughs> it, it was calculated. It was calculated because it was that one swift straight to the back, and he brought me down real quick, and then boom, bang, run right to the back of Minnie's ooh. head. And Minnie's head was kind of like it was kind of like plaster, uh, and with felt on the outside, so it dented in. And it fucking, it's kind of like, they got like like little lumps and shit in there. That hit me in the back of the head so hard. I saw stars. I felt like a little, I felt like a six-year-old when it fall, fall off the monkey bars. You know, when you when you hit the back of your hair and you conk it. And yep. so you smell, you smell concussion. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah, that's, yeah. that's exactly right. Boom, hit me so hard, I smell concussion. And I was like, oh, no. All right, I had to back out after that. I was like, all right, I had to, I had to get up, move, and, and get my whereabouts about me. Go get some cake and in fucking water it's yeah I, I had to <laughs> they'll give you it man at those parties man they'll take you in and give you shit but you kind of have to go like take your head off and sit oh, in a corner yeah. it's like a really oh, yeah. boy it's such a sad picture it yeah it is uh my and as many you still got like a little like dress like yeah. a bow with yeah. a bow on it and definitely in the skirt and, yeah definitely in the skirt with some black tights on and did so, you have dreads at the time no no i did have enough hair to where it kind of cushioned the blow a little bit, but I also did pop my ass when asked for. So yeah. <laughs> I never, I never did. I always was prepared to put on a show. You know, I always got it in. So you know, I think that was around the time when I, around the, like my second real job or like a summer job, to where I picked up actually doing like some freelance shit, and it was for the next door neighbor, and she would, she would most of the time take me to her place, and we'd work on her place. And that's when I, 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 I remember one time I told her I know how to install a toilet because I seen somebody do it one time. And uh, I didn't get to do it, so she, she asked my friend to do it, and he was just money hungry. And he said, yeah, and he did a terrible job. Do you think that's where you got interest in, like, being a performer? Uh, or did you have any, like, you know, showbiz, you know, quote-unquote showbiz experience I just understood that I, I wanted to be silly and be in front of people somehow. Like I understood it, I've always wanted to do something, uh, make it. I was like, I'm gonna make big. I'm gonna get on TV and shit. You know, the the young mind about it. Uh, I never thought that this was the route that I was gonna take. I always thought about acting and shit. Like I went into college with uh, with notions of of. Well, I took drama as as a minor, you know, thinking that I was gonna learn about script reading and shit and mm -hmm. being be, becoming. Uh, being acting and such and that that was 
That was not the case at all. Like, I was like, drama. Yeah, drama 101. Boom, not fucking read Hamlet. I was like, bitch, I don't read. What are we doing here? I'm not. <laughs> That's a big yeah, part yeah. of being an actor. I was like, yeah, is reading nope. the scripts, yeah. No, I'm out. I'm out, yo. <laughs> I fucking checked out so fast. I was like, I can't do this. This ain't gonna help me at all. So I was like, fuck that. But like, this didn't this didn't dawn on me till somebody told me. It was like, hey, this is. Then you should try comedy, but you know I didn't. And uh, I thought I was always gonna be working, working, fucking uh, get a yard, picket fence, a dog, and some yeah. kids. Fucking American dream, hoorah! That's what I was supposed to do. You you're kind of on your way to that, though. I mean, you have like you have a steady job, and yeah. you have a trade that you're really good at. True. So there's a safety net there. There's comfort, and then you just got married. Yeah. So you're kind of like building that sort of life, you know, that sort of like yeah. stable adult life. Now, you still have creative things that you can do. Right. You know, um, but you're not too far away from that. I don't think. True. True. Which is I, it's something that I think about often just because of the fact that like, uh, all right, this is happening. Like, will this slow down the process of where I'm trying to get? Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. how how much will this dull the the creativity that I got going on? Like, it, it where did you land on that? How do you feel about it? Uh, Having well, like a regular day job? It, oh well, I've always had this regular day since after Katrina. Like, boom, I've 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 done this. I've been an electrician. Mm-hmm. So like that was nothing new for me. It was just something that I dealt with within a haze of being drunk in, in New Orleans, you know? So that, that was nothing that I never mattered. You're going to work and then getting up and fucking going and fucking do comedy right after that. That was the life. But now that I get older and now that I have all this stuff, I'm like, ah, it's more difficult to do that because my body doesn't allow me yeah. to 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 want to get up and go hustle like that anymore. So it's just like, all right. And also, you know, being a little healthier about my body, it, it, it gives me a little more longevity to actually be more creative because at one point I was stuck in a haze and I remember having that feeling just being down here, being down here for at least a, a, an extent amount of time going back to drinking and just every night having that, you know, fucking situation, just going through fucking drunken nights, not even drunken nights, just drinking every night. Every night. And it, it, it leaving that and not doing that so much, you, you, you see the the tolerance that you built up to to deal with that haze that you were dealing with and then when i got out i was like oh i can i i can think clear yeah now, it's it, it's it's a it's a difference so even though i have more on my plate now uh i'm not sure how it's going to feel when kids come but even though i have more on my plate now it still doesn't seem as if it slowed down the process yeah that's good yeah. that's good to hear i think that balance is important um i did when I first moved down here. That's why I was just sort of I was like doing freelance uh, like social media work because my yeah. I had quit doing physical labor because there was a point in my early twenties where I just was like ah I don't want to do what the rest of my family does. You know I, I would see like you know my dad my grandfather you know yeah. come home with the with the busted knees and the sore backs yeah. and you know I every had, day every day I had a cousin that was a coal miner and Ooh, within a couple years shit. of being in the coal miner next thing you know he's addicted to painkillers cuz oh, he had a really bad injury yeah and then he was addicted to heroin cuz he couldn't get the painkillers so many people on a classic, construction site. classic pharmaceutical you know opiate story and I was like, I'm going to work smarter. I'm going to start yeah. doing other stuff. So I started getting like sales jobs and then, uh, which is not a smart business, but I was able to transition that into working in media 
I worked for Clear Channel for a long time, worked my way up to being a manager there, and then parlayed that into mm. uh, social media and PR work for a few companies. And I always just had you know a salary and benefits and an office to go to. Yeah. And you know the last job that I had nice. in, in uh, like marketing and stuff was uh, a work from home a couple days, work in the city in the office a couple days a week. And I thought this is the life. Yeah. But I got so bored with it. And I brought a lot of that work down here because I could work remotely and I was doing it and it's making money, but I was just so bored and I was trying to also give myself plenty of time to do stand up. You know, I would go on the road a lot more for, you know, a week when or two at a time. Stand up come in into play. Um, that was in uh, February of 2012 is like when I say like I officially got my start, which was my first open mic in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I say that. The only reason I went to that open mic was because doing PR stuff, I got um, asked to MC <clears throat> an event. Mm -hmm. uh, they were doing a charity comedy show, and uh, they already had the comics and everything booked. But they said, you know, hey, you know, you're you're a preacher, and you used to be on stage. You do all these public speaking events for us and everything. You can MC the comedy show. Mm. That way, you can focus on, you know, what we're trying to do and you know keep things moving, and then introduce the comics and whatever. And I was like, cool, I'll do that. And so I wrote a couple jokes, you know, to like host it. Yeah. And uh, they were absolutely terrible. <laughs> and I did a better job just keeping the thing on the tracks. Yeah. But after that, those people said, hey, um, we'd like to have you come back and we're going to do another charity show. We'd like to have you come back and, and put together an act for it. Don't host it. Come do an mm. act. And I'm like, okay. So I did that and I actually really thought about the writing. I thought how bad the first time went. And I did okay. I get like, double better. Down now. Yeah. I was like, I'm actually going to treat this seriously. And so I did it, and at that point, when I got those first couple of real laughs from like jokes I had written by myself, I'm like, "This is I'm gonna start doing this." So I started hitting open mics. You got bit by the bug, uh huh? Uh, so yeah. I started doing mics, um, and yeah, that's when I started. So I'm like, you know, I hit ten years uh, this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You originally from Pittsburgh? I grew up in um, uh, northern West Virginia. I was born in Wheeling, West Virginia, which is yeah. in West Virginia. People think that I'm from the South, but there's this little skinny panhandle at the top of West Virginia yeah, and yeah, also yeah. not Western Virginia. People are like, Oh, you know, how far <laughs> were you from like Richmond or whatever? I'm like, no, yeah, no, no, nah, nah. like it's, <laughs> West Virginia is its own state. And, uh, it, they got this little skinny panhandle. It's five Northern counties yeah. that are along the Ohio river. And it's just this tiny strip that's nestled in between Pennsylvania and Ohio. And it's just North of the Mason Dixon line. Yeah. So I've been like a rust belt Yankee my rust whole life, belt you know, Yankee. like, cause it was like coal mines, steel mills, and north of the Mason-Dixon, like that's kind of like how I grew up. So, uh, but Wheeling was about 45 minutes outside of Pittsburgh. So I would go to Pittsburgh a lot for work. And then the last job I had when I moved up north was in Pittsburgh. Uh, so I bought a house in Wheeling and I would just commute, uh, you know, three days a week and work in the city and then work remotely the rest of the time. And so I was like, hey, I'm already here for work. I'd get off work, I'd go grab some food and then go hit an open mic, you know, uh -huh. as many nights a week as I could. And that's where, and then, you know, you start getting booked. So then you're going yeah. up on the weekends for book shows and, and all that. So, Is there um, a comedy club out there? Yeah, they have an improv, <clears throat> uh, which was really, like, that was the goal, you know, because it was like a legit club. It was a chain club. It was big. Yeah. Uh, and then they also had, um, like, an independent comedy club called Arcade Comedy Theater that was also really great, um, run by some stand-up and improv people. And they made a really great little, like, shadow box kind of theater um, they had all the tech, they had all the seats, but you know, it was like a 75, 80 seater. Yeah. Uh, and that was a great place to do shows. Uh, so 
Um, and then, you know, like most cities, a really good like dive bar and music venue scene. So, you know, some of the cooler music venues, like you, there would be some bigger comedy shows there. Uh, and then like any dive bar, uh, beer and wing joint, you know, sports bar. And there's all these little sections of Pittsburgh. Every little neighborhood had one or two mics or shows, you know, like it yeah. was a, there's a lot of comedy to do there uh, when I was up there. So that's where I started and then moved down south. Did you did you always know? I see, see comedy kind of fell in your lap. Did you always know that comedy was going to be the route? Mm-mm. No, not at all. I, I always liked comedy. I listened to comedy albums all the time. I watched comedy specials. I uh, was always a big fan of comedy movies. Mm. Uh, never really thought about trying it on my own until uh, I was asked to host that thing. That's yeah. when the first time I actually thought about giving it a shot. And prior to that, I was doing like when Twitter was fun and funny, <laughs> I had yeah. started, you know, I liked weird Twitter. I liked joke Twitter. Yeah. So I was writing a lot Eli of jokes. trying to bring that back, I'm assuming. I don't know if he cares about it. I don't know if he knows what humor is. I don't think he knows how to laugh or He's smile. He's like an incel. He's such a strange man. Very much Him so. Him and Zuckerberg are both so otherworldly to me. They yeah. just don't seem, and it might be their level of intelligence. They're both like really smart, successful yeah. dudes. So I guess in a lot of ways that would make you kind of like out of touch in a way. Right. But and I think they also are kind of spectrumy. So yep. Yep. Uh, human emotion, the lack of, of of visible human emotion in those guys, uh, and the performative nature of the way that they communicate and 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 lead, makes me think that you got to be a little to one side or the yeah. other to get that level of success. Right. You know, like there's something's. I don't want to say something's not quite right. I don't want to be insensitive to like you know varying mental states, but. Uh, there's something real strange about this guy. Yeah. It's like alien-like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, but yeah, I started doing Twitter jokes, and I and I got like a pretty quick following on Twitter in the the weird Twitter days. And I was like, oh, this is fun. <sighs> and so, you know, at that point, I had been doing you know the Twitter stuff for a while. So I started using Twitter as a way to just like workshop jokes for mics. Yeah. So when I first started, I was like doing like all like Mitch Hedbergy one-liner stuff. You oh. know, I just joke, 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 uh, and then realized like that's fun, but I don't think that it's. I'm not going to be like Stephen Wright or Mitch Hedberg. I need yeah. to like show some personality up yeah, there you and have tell all stories. Story base. Yeah. Yeah, even the short jokes, a lot, I'll write a good one-liner that I love. Yeah. I'll find a way to work that into a bigger joke. Yeah. You know, like a joke within a joke or a, that'll be a tag or something like that. Your, your your comedy has so much personality. You really get to know within, like, no matter how much time you get on stage, within, with it, with, whether it be three, five, seven, or ten minutes, you really get to know the Isaac Lazell. It's like, damn. I, I hope so. Yeah. That is, that's very interesting because, like, I know me, I can be all over the place at times. And it's like, what the fuck, you know? But you, you it's very, it's very slow and 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 in your face with it just like boom here, here you are this is you, this you bring is up a good point because i and also when i met you i think this was during like the heavier drinking days oh. so for you i think yeah like you were you know it was like at that point you know i was going and i moved down here because like my marriage was falling apart so i was living mm, alone yeah and i was like well you know i know comics here so that's my social circle and yeah. where are all the comics they're at the mics yeah so i'd be at mics you know five six sometimes seven nights so just anytime there was a show or a mic you either be booked if you weren't booked you go to a mic yeah and i was just doing Fun all times. my drinking at the mics yeah. and then go to the next mic go you know double up 
drink there, and yeah. some of the, and then some of the mics were like <laughs> legendary hang mics, where it's like you know you're gonna be back on the patio at Carrollton until two in the morning, yeah. drinking high lifes because you're allowed to sit back there and drink and, and smoke drink weed all you want, and oh, then goodness. still figure out a way to get up and go to work the next Gotta day. Gotta go to work the next day, six in the morning, let's get it. I can't do it anymore. And uh-uh. also, like, I've, I've tried to dial back on the drinking. I still love yes. to drink, but I have a cap that I'll give myself. Yeah. Um, and I will tell myself before I leave, it's something I have to watch. Like, before I leave, I'm like, this is how many drinks I will allow myself to have. Mm-hmm. That allows me to pace it out. I'll be like, I'm going to be at this show for three hours. I'm going to do maximum four drinks, and it's got it also no shots there's oh, going to be no, no there's going to be oh, no definitely. like triple IPAs oh, you know I'm going to like my language. you know and yes, I'm going to make sure that I am drinking water in between it's yeah. like the nerdiest way gotta I'm drinking it. water I'm going to make sure talk that I had talk something about to nerd or not do I, it. you got to have, have a snack before I leave and also yep. make sure that I'm not going to get behind the wheel and hurt myself or somebody right. else exactly. I mean when I first got here there were nights where you know I, I would be driving drunk and i'd get lost i couldn't find my house a couple nights oh, you know because oh. i just have the windows down singing and i just pull find into a long driveway and i'd be like oh, this is be- not i'm in gentilly but this is not my house man some nights you'd be lucky you could find your fucking car it's yeah, just like right? oh, oh yeah oh, no that's are, totally it those or, nervous nights where you're walking around like wait i'm sure i parked here because i always sure park did. here and you're like and then, and then <laughs> That, that short-term memory loss is very scary <gasps> to me. It was yes. very scary. I could see I did, it like, having an effect on my mind and then I my body, like too. Like, it's fucking up my stomach and, and yeah. you know. Uh, I feel so much better now. I, but back then, I did not like that. I remember I remember fucking walking out, remember not seeing my car, wondering if somebody stole my car. Nah, I just got it towed. And that's a, that's oh, a whole hour yeah, and a half yeah, that yeah. just got you thinking of what the fuck did I park here? I mean, I sure. Nigga, how fucked up am I? Nah, nigga, you just in the dumb area and you got your shit towed and it's like, fuck. But yeah. That is a bummer. Or the boot. Oh, you think you can risk it? Boots. You're like, you know what? I could squeeze in here. I'm a little Real over the line, quick. or it says it says loading zone, but it's late. Not Nobody's at gonna all. mess with me. And then you come Not out. Not at all. Tra- you get got like those. I drunkenly removed a boot from my truck because I always have tools. Because oh. I always have tools in my truck. So I was like, I was like, I can't. I I was so broke. I'm like, I, I can't like afford to number one miss work the next day. Mm-hmm. I can't afford to like call a cab go home, call a cab the next day, mm-hmm. go back, get mm-hmm. it. I didn't have the money to pay for no. the, to get the boot removed. No, if you ain't I got was a like, friend. I only have one option. I got to get this boot off oh, this truck shit. and get home. And I was, I was pretty drunk, and I was like, I have tools. Let me see. And I was very lucky. It wasn't one of like those new boots. It was one of the older ones yeah. that has that, like, um, that like, little plate on it. Okay. Um, it's kind of uh, like a... It's like a flat, yeah, curved flat metal plate. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the way they do now, they lock more around the whole yeah. wheel. This one, like it, it went around the back. And I drive an old truck, so I've got this '85 GMC, and the um, the hubcaps. It it has a big, thick ring. It's a metal hubcap, mm-hmm. but it looks like it's part of the wheel. It's not. It clips to the wheel. Oh. And so they latched, they like latched the thing onto the hubcap part thinking that because it looks like a steel rim or whatever you know? yeah so i was able to take a pry bar and get in behind the hubcap loosen the hubcap a little bit that gave me a little bit of play so i could wiggle the boot then once i saw that i could wiggle the boot i found where all the connection points were on it and i just got the tools out i got a drill i got a little file and i just very oh, carefully fuck. deconstructed the boot very carefully because i didn't want to ruin it yeah i didn't want to fuck it up 
because to be nice and a good person about it. Well, <laughs> here's the reason: is because if that boot goes yeah. missing, first of all, if I fuck and up my tire, if I like shit. bust my tire, then uh, I'm screwed. Right. Right. Um, also, they have my truck listed as having yeah. a boot on it. Right? Yeah. So, true. I was like, I'm going to get this thing off, which I did. I threw it in the back of my truck. I went home, brought it inside. I reassembled it and then drove to another side of town far away from my house Get the fuck out of here. and then did an anonymous call as a neighbor complained that somebody left a boot like in front of my house. I said, hey, somebody left one of those boots in front of my house. I live at this address. And they said, all right, we'll have somebody come pick it up. What? So I went to work and then I drove back later that day. The boot was not on the sidewalk anymore. I'm like, all right, that worked. And then I'm like, well, they still have me on record right. as having unpaid tickets and being booted. So I just went and got all new registration and plates. <laughs> I went to the, I went to those like shady, like it's not the real DMV. It's a shady like ABC yeah, title places. You just spent a few extra bucks. And, and I went in. Well, the difference was I owed like five or $600 in parking tickets uh, and then in, in various fines, you know, yeah. uh, for like silly stuff. Uh, I had a couple school zone ones. I had a couple Silly parking stuff. places, like loading zone tickets. <laughs> um, so that accumulated up to five or six hundred bucks. The boot was like, I think at the time, one hundred and seventy five dollars um, to get the boot removed. And then if they tow you, you have to pay not only for the boot, then you also have to pay the, the tow yard to get your vehicle out. So I just went and got new registration and plates for like 60 bucks. And mm -hmm. I figured I saved myself probably, you know, seven, eight hundred dollars. And then my old plates, I just went in. And I was like, hey, somebody stole my license plates. I need to get new plates. And they said, well, we're going to have to do a whole new registration. I said, nah, that sucks. But uh, whatever we got to do, let's go ahead and do it. And, you know, they're like, well, we'll get you out of here in no time. And I walked out of there with new plates, new, uh, new registration for the truck. And I've just been extra careful get since. I haven't fuck. got the booted since. But, yeah, I took that Hell whole thing apart. Yeah. And... I don't know if it was necessary to do the whole thing where I dropped it somewhere else and like whatever. I was just scrambling. I'm like, I can't have this on me. I can't yeah. have the truck associated with it. And I don't want to like thinking. And I was thinking too, like, what if this plan doesn't work? And I like completely, how much does a boot cost? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're going to try to charge me like a thousand dollars for destroying the boot. And maybe I could get a destruction of public property or what, I don't know, or government property. I don't mm -hmm. know how they do it, but I wasn't taking any chances. I was just like trying to distance myself from it in several ways <laughs> as much as I could <laughs> and save some money. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> never done anything that devious, but oh boy, I, will say, I wish that I was had about, that type of story. That was about it's maybe five, five years ago four or five years ago and oh, I, I haven't heard have anything one. about it so i think i'm in the clear oh that's good <laughs> i've done some bullshit and i've done some real dangerous shit and it's like i'm probably not proud of because i could have done it better <laughs> but i did i bought boom i i, I can say but about a bang I, I can say i did that shit uh but yeah that's, got, but that's also uh, i wouldn't have made those decisions or even the initial mistakes if i wasn't drinking like yeah, it's right. always that that booze confidence where I'm like, nobody's gonna fuck with. I can right. park here. Nobody's gonna fuck with my truck. I can get away I can, with. You I got you. I can speed through this light. Nobody's uh, gonna. You know, I'm good. I'm yeah, good. What's the chances? Then and then you, you know, it's like ticket, 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 boot, whatever. It's like this is catching up to me. You know, like 
just the, the stupid stuff. But yeah, the the, the, the drinking and driving is apps that you make. Yeah, it's scary. I used to. I remember making those. Like now, now I because I stand in Texas, like everything is too far, and I I'm like, nah, fuck all that. I don't need to. I don't need to fuck around, fuck up my vehicle or anything like anything like that driving because this is all they do out here is drink, drink. So I, I give myself like usually if I'm at home, I have one beer. I have one beer and then I fucking go to bed. It's usually a high percentage beer, but still one beer nonetheless. Boom, and I can sleep good. Yeah, that's if grandpa I, shit. I, that's yeah. like that's like I know. Yeah. Like my a beer my, and a blunt, and I'm out. My grandpa used to. Uh, he loved, and I don't even think you can buy it anywhere anymore. But uh, MGD Miller Genuine Draft. Whoa! Do you remember Miller Genuine yeah, Draft with like the black and gold label clear yeah. bottle? Uh, that was Miller his thing. Genuine he would buy a six pack draft. of MGD, and then that would last him at least you know, maybe 10, 14 days. It was a treat for him. He'd get done working in the garden. He'd be sweaty. He'd have his cut-off <laughs> jean shorts on with his beautiful, like, bald Italian legs. And he would just sit there, look at his property, have an MGD, get a shower, have dinner, and go to bed. Yeah. They have one beer. One time I was grilling out, and I got him to have a second beer with me. And, oh, nice. But, I mean, he was a one-beer guy. And it was just... And I, I kind of am envious of that. My mom, you know, like, I'll go visit. My mom will go to, like, Chili's, and she'll get, like... A daiquiri, just a, and not like we have daiquiris here. You know, yeah. one of them goofy yeah, little, uh, like, yeah, yeah. you know, a, a, a chain restaurant daiquiri or like a pina colada. She'll get one and then just be like, Woo! <laughs> loose, loose. Oh boy, this is yeah. strong. I'm like, it might just be the sugar, mom. I don't know. Like, uh, probably. But like, she'll have one and get so buzzed. And I'm like, boy, that must be fun. Cause like for me to even like get. I I've never I never liked getting drunk. I would be drunk a lot, yeah. but there was a point yeah. where I'd have like a lot of like guilt and I'd feel yeah. bad. Like, I don't like this. Why do I keep doing? Why it? do I keep doing it? Why do I keep doing it? I could sit here and I hang out with my up, friends and not have morning. to have three more right. beers. Be slurred. I say dumb shit when I get uh. slurry. Like I had an uncle that used to be slumped off with some old dudes. I was like, how you doing this? What? Too big for that. Yeah. Was he drinking a case? Yeah. Uh, no. No. I mean, that's have, like, like not even maybe one, one and a half. He was just uh, any. I don't know. I don't know why he was such a lightweight on that. But I know somebody, Kenneth Ha Ha Harris. That nigga has a half of a Miller, a Miller Light, uh, and fucking a Miller High Life, and he is fucking sloshed. I'm like, dude. Oh yeah, he was your uh, tolerance. Also, I don't know if he still has it, but he always had that like little kid energy about him. So like he would be somewhere, he'd get a drink in him, and all of a sudden he, <laughs> he was said, like the most annoying. <laughs> Be like the most annoying younger brother, you know. It he's like a little pet. Still there, it does not go anywhere. Boost, he, he still hits me up. Booze buzz energy, and yeah. he's just like, "Hey, what about this? What about yeah. this?" It's like, shit, chill it out, is, dude. I'm trying to get still, drunk here. He followed me to L.A., and he is still out in L.A. doing the same thing. Hey, man, come on, man, come out here, son. I finally got me a show. I finally got me a spot, man. Guess where it's at? I'm like, man, where's that? I skid row. I'm like, nigga, oh, what are we doing? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm not about to come and entertain this dumbness, my dude. Not anymore, son. I can't nah I'm not like we're not kids no more like I'm serious with this shit now like I can't keep playing around with your hopping in and out and fucking oh let's sneak into this place and see if we can go you know do this because we know these people yeah not only you're not about to fucking ride my coattail I'm not about to have this I can't uh, it's it's too it is it is too much that he's still in that mindset so yes the kid mindset is still there yeah it has not gone away. yeah just like major little brother vibes yeah yeah. Hey, too big for that. It is. Ah. But it's fun, man. It's good to see that you're still out here doing a damn thing. Yeah. Fucking getting it in. That That is good. It's always good to see people still striving through the struggle, which is New Orleans, because, oh, boy, if you're not prepared for it. 
My yeah. girlfriend and I, you know, uh, the pandemic was tough uh, because there were we had conversations where you know the violence spiked here uh, as it did in a lot of other big cities. Yeah, the violence spiked during the pandemic, and you know it was like kind of bleeding over into our neighborhood. You know, we were sitting. Mm. Uh, you know, people were just pent up. They didn't know what to do. They were, you know, they couldn't work. They're losing money. And there was just a general, like, very dark cloud um, over the city. Because what I think a big part of what keeps the city going is the activity, the food, the sense of community. Yeah. And then it's like, well, we're going to close all the restaurants. We're going to no live entertainment and don't get together with anybody. So it really fucked with the with people's heads collectively, and I just saw like then the crime started to go up. There were more like robberies and more break-ins, and more carjackings. The carjackings, dude, so many of these carjackings. Carjackings. I mean, these kids and it's kids, little kids. These ki- I saw three kids on a bicycle. No, not three kids on one bicycle, but like <laughs> three kids on bicycles. bicycles yeah. And uh, I didn't recognize them. I know all the kids in my neighborhood, and yeah. these kids weren't from the neighborhood. And uh, I would say one of them was probably. 14, 15, and then the next one, the middle one was probably 11, 12, and the one below that was seven or eight. I mean, they were just like, it just, none of them were adults, and the littlest one was little. And they were, it was one of these like 95 degree days, brutally humid, and they're riding their bikes in the middle of the street, kind of in a circle. Um, They have like full hoods up, like pulled up over the face. And I'm like, man, these guys have got to be dying out here. It's so hot. How yeah. are they riding, you know, with like, you know, sweatpants, hoods up, everything. And I was like, this is weird. Kids usually like are cutting up, you know. These kids weren't interacting with each other. Mm. They no, not talking. They were just sort of riding like in a circle, real slow, looking around, not talking. And then I saw the big one give like a, like a, like a gesture. And they went into a V formation. The big kid was in the front. The two kids were flanking him back. And they rode up the street. And there was a lady unloading groceries out of her SUV. And the big kid, this was kind of a graceful move. He jumped off the bike, let the bike roll down the street. As he jumped off the bike, he was three steps into the front seat of that SUV. Holy shit. Threw it into gear, sped out, ran over the bike. The bike was still kind of wobbling, hit the bike, ran over it. The lady comes out of the house. A neighbor comes out. They go to chase. The two kids that were flanking went up and stopped them on the sidewalk blocked them from chasing then they turned around and took off i was walking my dog and i'm like i'm gonna knock one of these kids off the bike <laughs> i was like i'm gonna do that like i'm gonna stop Good and we're gonna hold one of them down we got neighbors here we're gonna hold one of these kids and we're gonna have them give up all the information so i start kind of walking fast towards them they're coming down the street towards me and the middle kid kind of grabs at his waist ah. and like i see like, it's like he's got a gun. Yeah. Like, he gives me a look, and he had dead eyes. He looked at me. He's goonies down the street, hustling <laughs> on that bike, and I'm getting ready to clothesline him, and he looks at me, and everything slowed down, and he, like, went for his sweatband, like, on his waist, and I was like, yeah, have a nice day. I just backed up. I'm like, uh, I ain't playing, because that kid would have shot me dead. He don't care. Nah. He's not going to shoot me in the leg, so I can't chase him. He will kill me. No. Nah. And those kids no had, problem. like, an evil. They look like boy soldiers from, like, you know, <laughs> Senegal or something. Like, they were, there was something mechanical. There was no joy in their life. They were so wild. Like, they just the calculated way that they pulled that carjacking off, and then the way that they knew to stop the people from being able to chase the car, and then when they went past me, they split different directions. Never saw those kids again. What they weren't the from fuck? anywhere in my area. It's terrifying. And then, the, then you know, during the pandemic, there was that lady that got yanked out of her car by kids, and they drug her to death. They actually <sighs> dragged her down the street 
Um, you know, they could have just stolen the car, but she was like caught in the door or something and they just mm. kept driving and, and just, she died. It's like, what are we doing this for? I mean, how do we get to a level where I get, you know, you, you, you want to, you got to get by somehow you steal something, whatever. I don't agree, but I can at least get my head there. Mm-hmm. But like the violence level of it's like, well, we're going to steal your car. We're also going to run you over with it. Right. And you're just a nice old lady. Right. Like, you know what I mean? And they didn't care. People have been giving lots of no fucks lately. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, no, like reality, no fucks. Like Grand Theft Auto type, no fucks. Yeah. Like I've, I've, I've seen a video of this, uh, these, these people fighting in the street and, uh, that they had a car that fucking ran over three of them and killed them as they were fighting in the street. And then one of the dudes that did not get hit by the car still proceeds to talk shit. And I'm like, dude, people, one person got dragged by the yeah. vehicle. But then it, you, they kept, you see another angle. You see another angle from it, like from a CCTV type of fucking telephone pole from the air, like from, from like a different perspective from down the street, from where the actual car was coming from. Mm-hmm. And you notice that the car, uh, it looked like it, the, all of the cars in the lane were about to stop at a yellow light and then the green, I mean, stop at a red light and then the green light came. And then you see most of the cars slow down, but then you see this car speed the fuck up with intention on hitting the motherfuckers in the street and then pure kept the fuck going. Wow. And that's when you see the third person that was still stuck on top of the car as they dragged them down the street. And I was like, yo. It's so, it's so, the brutality. Yo. Yeah, I just, hurting other people, you know, I mean, and, and stealing from people hurts them and whatever, but that's like, you can, you can recover from that. Right. But the, the, the idea of like, just the, the violence. The, 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 I got off on a tangent talking about the carjackings, but the, the, crime had gotten so high during the pandemic and there was this bad vibe we my girlfriend and i were sitting in our living room that's a front room in our house mm. it was like a saturday or sunday afternoon around two or three o'clock and uh all of a sudden we just hear bap, 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 boop, 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 like two and i was like that's two guns mm. and then i hear the guys next door they were they were cooking out on the sidewalk i hear their music shuts off i hear them dragging the grill up the driveway mm. and I, we waited about 15 minutes and i came out and i was like they were they were kind of setting back up i was like was that two guns i said yeah they said these guys were uh, running down the street, shooting at each other, ran through our neighborhood, and the guy that was in the front wasn't even looking. He was running forward and was just had the gun behind him and was just like aimlessly pop, pop, shooting pop. behind him. And we had kids riding bikes, playing basketball, like our streets like busy like that. The neighbors, everybody sits on the stoop. The kids are always outside riding big wheels and stuff. And these guys just ran right through our neighborhood, just firing bullets aimlessly. So lucky that nobody got, a lot of people were out that afternoon. It's so lucky nobody got hurt. And so from that point on, my girlfriend and I keep having these conversations. We're like, we love New Orleans. We love being here. But if we can't have New Orleans, mm. if, we, if we can't, if, if the restaurants are all closed and there's, you can't go see you know, good bands yeah. and you can't get together with your friends, like in the middle of the pandemic, it was like, why are we paying to live here? And things are getting worse and we can't even enjoy because you you make that it's my girlfriend always says that living in New Orleans is like her longest toxic relationship because (laughs) it's like there's so many highs and so many amazing things that you can't do anywhere else. You're still chasing that what used to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And then, you know, but then it's like also the hurricanes, the flooding, the crumbling infrastructure, the potholes. The power always going out. The water always, you always having to boil your water because the water's fucked. Like, it's the, this place doesn't, 
operate like a modern city in a lot of ways. It yeah. is fucking depressing. And so we were having that conversation a lot. It just kept coming up. You know, we'd hear gunshots outside more than usual. Or that like somebody somebody did like a mafia style hit right across Jesus. the street from us. There was somebody sitting in a parked car and these guys came across from the projects and just lit that car up. Um and what was weird about that was I was over at the park doing the little outdoor gym and I had my headphones in and I heard what I, I thought I heard fireworks. Yeah. And I saw people ducking, like on the tennis courts, people like hit the ground. And I was like, oh, oh shit. So I hit the ground. But then I see a bunch of little kids running and a big plume of smoke going up. And I think all of us collectively were like, Whew, it's just kids shooting off fireworks. That's cool. So I'm walking back and all of a sudden all the police cars are across the block. Mm. And I'm like, oh, wait, what happened? And so we got the word that somebody had been sitting in a parked car. It was like a drug deal, but it was just a, a, a you know, it was a, a decoy or whatever you would call it. They tricked him to come there. And when he pulled up, they just all got around his car and just lit it up with automatic weapons and just left him dead in the car. Windows all blown out, everything, and took off. And so what I heard was fireworks and gunshots. And I have a theory that they, because we have these projects across the street from us, I have a theory that whoever shot the guy in the car paid those kids to light off the fireworks as a deterrent or as like a distraction so that they could shoot. So that people were like, oh, the timing was the gunshots and the fireworks happened at the same time. It was just this crazy thing. I thought they lit off one of those like box ones, you know, where it's uh, like shoots off a bunch. Yeah. Because people ducked. They thought they heard gunshots. I thought I heard fireworks, like big fireworks. But it just was it lasted for about five seconds. And so I think that what I, I can't imagine that those kids were setting off fireworks because I saw them. there was like the smoke and they were running away mm -hmm. from the fireworks. And at the other end of the block was where the shooting was. I was like, I think they probably gave those kids fireworks and money and said, hey, light these off in a little bit. And they were waiting. And they, as soon as the fireworks hit, came out, Fucking blasted it. It's the only thing I can think. How in the world do, do kids light fireworks at the exact same time as, as people were just like shooting up a car? It was such a weird timing thing. And, uh, you know, I'm like, man, the kids have to see that. The kids saw that happen. And then when they go, you know, anybody that was in their house comes out and there's just a guy just blown to pieces in his car. And then the families have to go, yeah, let's go back inside. You know, that's just what everybody does. Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, we'll just stay inside for about 15 minutes and then it'll be OK. Like, it's, it's no way to live. It's just no way to live. It bums me out. So we've been talking about, like, do we move? And it's like, well, moving feels like turning your back on the city. Yeah, but then the next bit. thing is, well, has the city turned its back on the city? It's like a really tough situation it to be is, in. It is a refresher every time I leave the city. I'd be like, oh. Because it just feels like you, you feel the energy once you come inside the bubble. And it's like, all right, be aware. Be, be wary. Told me, dude, somebody said this recently. They said they, they moved out of the city. I, but, like, they just moved to, like, Slidell or something. Mm -hmm. They oh, said. You should see the difference. That's what they said. They said coming into the city there's a darkness and I'm mm -hmm. like, well, I feel it a lot, you know, but maybe I'm hyper aware of it because I've already been kind of complaining about it. So it's mm -hmm. kind of on my radar. But they said, no, 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 it's just weird. When you come here, like they, they were like, we like to come into the city on the weekends. But when we come in on the weekends, we feel a real negative energy. They're not mm -hmm. like woo woo people either. They're just mm -hmm. like there's a negative energy in the city and it's more than I've ever felt it. I, you just said the exact same thing. Yeah, I because when I went out to L.A., I've I noticed that. I noticed that out in California. 
Uh, I went uh, living inside or just going. I stayed out in Van Nuys. Van Nuys was a little calm. People didn't want to go out there. I was like, why? But going inside Hollywood, the Hollywood area, then you realize like everything's like the Jetsons world in there, man. You swear you see flying cars. <laughs> Things are going so fucking fast. People are moving. Lights are going. Characters. You see fucking characters oh, yeah. that just stay in the same clothes every day. It's like Times Square. Like normal people, though. Yeah. Normal people. I ran into a normal dude that is just one character. And he's always in the same fucking pimp suit every day. But, you know, he's just out chilling. He's not like putting a fucking performance on the street. He just oh. out chilling. I thought you that, were talking about like our Darth Vader in the no, corner, or like the Transformers no, 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 guy. No, no, no. This was a real person. Oh, just this was his he's persona. Not like, he's not like panhandling or like. Nah, uh, uh, nah. Busking. We had drinks with him. What? Like, yeah, this was just his persona, like his at his shtick, and he. This is who he would be, and I'm like, I don't. No, I don't. This this is weird to me, and like, but when you would leave out of there. You would go to like fucking Inglewood or fucking Compton or something like that. Nigga, things are slowed the fuck down. I'm like, yo. And you look back and you're like, man, there's a, there's a huge difference. There's a huge difference. And I was like, I get it now. All right. I definitely, I definitely don't want to deal with that high energy shit. Yeah. I prefer... I prefer to say because that high energy shit, man, is a whole lot of a whole lot of temptation and bullshit that happens. Like it is weird. Do you think that's just a getting older thing? Because we're both getting older, and it, and you know, uh, like I, possibly, but it, it, it could be our superpowers coming on more. You know? Oh yeah, being maybe like to, more perception and more yeah. yeah being that able could to be. being able to notice the danger and being able to it get the fuck be. out of there. Well, also having been through it. You know, like when you go through things, when you see more things, then you're more aware. And I try not to let things, I don't want fear to like cripple me. You know, I don't want yeah. to be like, oh, there was a shooting in my neighborhood. I got to get out of here. Because right. that's, that's, that's not what to do. And also the shooting is not, it's not my neighbors doing it. It's people coming from other places yeah. into our neighborhood. Our neighborhood is pretty tight knit, very safe. Everybody helps each other, watches out for each other the way a neighborhood should be. Anybody new comes in the neighborhood, you get vetted. You know, and that's how it was when I moved in. They were just like, they, mm -hmm. they had to get to know me. They had to right. see that I was here to stay, that I was going to pick, pick up in front of my house, keep yep. my lawn mowed, you know, help out the neighbors. And, and but then once you're in, you're in and uh, the all great information share. Like we don't need next door because everybody just yeah. when I pull in. Somebody flag me down and give me the news. Yeah, like they'll tell yeah, me yeah, like fun. analog version. They'll just that's be like, hey, fun. listen, this is this and this. They're like, okay, okay, good to know. Um, so I like that, but it, our neighborhood is, is affected by those things when people run through our neighborhood mm -hmm. to do shit. L.A. was the place that uh, it told me forcibly that I, was, I, I did not belong and I had to go. Like, that wasn't the place for me. Like, I felt the energy. Like, people even noticed. It was like, you don't look happy. Mm. You know, just like through screen time and shit. It was like, you don't seem too happy. And I was like, it is not, it is not a happy place out here. I mean, it's beautiful outside, but shit, it's just, it, it, is, it seems like nothing is playing to my part that says that I need to stay here. Mm -hmm. And uh, a few months, like a few months before the pandemic hit, I was gone. And then fucking L.A. went to shit. But it wasn't that I wanted to leave. It was that, like, it got so bad that I had to go. Yeah. And, like, I, nothing felt right, you know. So I was like, this, this it forcibly is telling me that I need to be out of here. I need to be some other place. 
And shit, once I left LA went to shit and I've I've had the best time of of you know my life on this earth besides growing up in New Orleans. Like yeah. since I've left left LA, things have gotten so much better. I was like, "Oh, oh, it's like it's like coming out out of the water, but you know, in the water the whole time you're breathing through an oxygen bubble. And this is like, all right, this is some stiff air, but I still can breathe, you know. Right. Now I'm out that water, I'm like, oh, this is much better. This is fresher air. This is this is what I prefer. So you know, people have their opinions on Texas as a state, right? Like you know, it's just, it, it, the same way they do about Florida as mm-hmm. a state. Texas gets a lot of shit. Um, but I know people who live in Texas that are, you know, reasonable people they're they're like you know uh open-minded and and compassionate and whatever and they really like it there um you know and it's not just austin you know it's like other parts of texas people live in um dallas houston um little areas like tyler uh paris like they they all have like there there are there there's good people and good communities there for sure what is it about texas that you connected with like to where you know like you you, you do find like a negative energy in New Orleans, even though it's like your your hometown. And then you went to L.A. and you weren't feeling that. And then you got to Texas and you're like, oh, I feel better here. What do you think? It uh, is? Well, the thing, the reason for going to L.A. is because like I've always, you know, people always say, oh, this is the place to be, this is the place to go. You know, but it's like you keep saying that. But, you know, fuck, ain't nobody really saying that they've been and fucking, you know, come back and tell me that this is what it's supposed to be. This is what it's like. You know, I've had friends that gone out there and say, oh, that this happens, that happens. So I was like, fuck it, I got to see for myself. I ain't never been nowhere else, and I'm old enough now to I can adventure the world. So mm-hmm. I got, I have money, and I'm an adult. So that's that was the reason of actually leaving. You know, I wanted to venture out and see what the fuck was out there. And that was the place to go since I am a comic. But then I realized, like, I, like, I can read energy real well. And seeing certain shit, I I was very disappointed. I was like, I did not expect this. This is not what I was told. People said it was going to be like this. But when I got there, I was like, y'all motherfuckers lying. This is what it really is. <laughs> like, was, you, I, was it like the phony thing? Uh, or the, yeah, yeah, phony. Yeah. I call them su- the, the, the succubus of, the, of, of Hollywood. Like they're out there, people just fake, just fucking latching on to people that they think going to make it. You know, stealing shit from other motherfuckers. You know, it's just another type of survival. It's a creative yeah. survival. And yeah. It's so. It's so. Uh, the uh, only the only way people the only way people getting on is if you know somebody. Mm-hmm. That's the only way. Like, sure, they can say they got this potluck thing going on, but no, 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 no. I know the politics because I knew people from behind the scenes, and that's how I got on. And so I'm like, man, this is the only way people like, yeah, you thinking that you're doing okay with, you know, just luckily you got picked out this potluck, but like at least a third of these people are getting picked or getting handpicked. Yeah. So it don't matter what you're doing. They know who they want to see. And it's like, man, fuck this, man. I didn't come from something like this. Like, I came from something that's genuine. Everybody's out here to help. Everybody's out here to fucking see everybody else, see everybody exceed, succeed. And I'm like, they don't, they don't got that out there at all. That is, you know, it, 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 the entertainment industry has changed, too, because now places, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that films here. I know people that are working actors here, mm-hmm. you know, and then Atlanta, another spot. Um, and, and that was even happening in Pittsburgh. They were like, they were doing a tax grant and, uh, all of a sudden it was just like all of these movies and TV shows started filming there. So there were comics that started like getting in like movies and series yeah. and stuff, especially like the, like the cable ones or like the streaming ones. 
that do you know 12 episodes and they yeah. can just do like a quick production in that area and you know you're not probably not going to be a star out of there mm-hmm. you do it, i mean you kind of it's new york or la usually but, right right but uh if you just want to be a working creative you can do that in a lot of places if you don't have that delusion that you're going to be famous. And that's what Texas is talking. Um, yeah, and another thing too about LA is like everybody says, "Well, you got to go to LA. You want to make it. You got to go to LA." And I understand that, except that everybody's getting that same advice. So you are overcrowded with people trying yes. to do the exact same thing as you. Some not at them, your caliber, though. Not at your though. caliber, but also some might be better, some might be worse. But then what happens is it's like that desperation of what do I have to do to make it here? Ooh. It's not cheap to live you here. What do I have to crack. do to make it? And then that's where you start compromising your, your principles or your, uh, your creative you know, ideas or your dreams. You're not often doing exactly what you want to do. You're doing what you have to do in the context of that world that you've yeah. inserted yourself in. And that can be soul crushing because you're watching. And also the not so much new york but la is a very like physical city in terms of like you know aesthetics looks yeah whatever yep so it's like do you look the part are you acting the part you know it's just a very funny thing of people who like you know they go to la and then they come back and they have like a whole new wardrobe and haircut mm-hmm. and like a, a piercing that you colorful. never saw very expressive yeah oh, it's no, like, like you, you moved out there and got high fashion all of a sudden yeah. you know you're fancy and yeah. then also like you know you'll see them they'll, they'll take the stage and they're just a different comic i'm not saying better they're just different it's mm-hmm. like what is this this is a weird energy yeah. it's like you know, it's it's like I miss I miss the person who had a little bit of uh, anxiety on stage and then they turn that into humor, not see, the phony confidence. And, and the crazy thing about that is uh, you would see all that coming from one place. And so you become me coming from another place. I come with something totally different from what they always see. So I, I make a pop. I excel uh, a lot quicker than would expect it, you know, but it's still. Uh, I'm in the fishbowl now. Mm-hmm. So as long as I'm in the fishbowl, not outside looking in, ain't nobody trying to help. You know, you basically get buried. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, that shit, I was like, nah, I don't, I don't like this. At least, at least out in Texas, I found a place to where then when people show love, then they show love. Like, but and, Houston has a good scene. Yeah. It has a good scene. There are clubs there. There are, there's all types of comics there, which is nice. You know, it's like there's, you know, you have like the, like it's got a really good urban scene. It's got a really good indie scene. It's got clubs. Um, and, and it's a big enough city where, you know, everybody has room to do what they want to do, I would imagine. Right. You know, like if, and especially like with you have, um, the the poetry stuff too, and I noticed that like whenever you first started doing that here, you would introduce it as comedy poetry, mm-hmm. and then you started getting into like more serious stuff. Yeah, you know, like it, and and I could see that uh, it was a different side of you. It, you know what? Have you? Um, I I've been meaning to tell you this. Uh, this uh, this group Coast Contra. Have you heard of Coast Contra? It's like a uh, new rap group. I think they're out of Philly. It's- I think someone has actually sent me a link to some of their music. So they do, they, they just dropped an album, I think earlier this year and it's really good. And they had some, they had some singles and like an EP or something that came out before. Um, but they have their their style. It's very modern and cool, but it's, it's really like each of the four guys all have major tributes to old school, like nineties hip hop. 
Um, so, and the way they all have different voices and they're super creative. It, it's kind of like a, a mini Wu Tang vibe. Yeah. Um, uh, except all the guys are smart. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? There's like, there's no goofball in Coast Contra. It's like four like really smart dudes. There's one dude, and I can't remember his name, but he reminds me of you so much because his way of rapping, uh, they do these freestyles and it's set up, looks like a podcast. They're sitting at what looks like a Ooh. podcast studio. They're at a table. They each have a mic and they go around and they do their freestyles. And uh, there is a freestyle called Never... I, I'll, I'll have to think of it um, never something anyway this guy that reminds me of you he's the last guy to freestyle and he does a story like a slick rick style like yeah. storytelling thing and in the story he does like two or three uh, different distinct voices for the different characters and the different emotions ah, and on. his flow is so insane and so clever and the story is very captivating it's very captivating but what he does physically with his body and his voice it reminds me of you on stage so much and it's a blend of, of comedy and poetry because this yeah. guy has some funny little remarks and funny like um analogies that he uses uh but also it's a serious story about uh getting tricked by a woman and getting jumped by yeah. her guys and the way he does it, I'll send you a video. I was like, this is Kyle Smith. This is like so <laughs> Kyle. It reminds me of you so much. That that it, it, The thing is, he stands out from the group. They're all really good yeah. rappers. They're all good lyricists. But he has something that is different than what the other guys are doing on a level that reminds me of you. You go up to a show here, and it's like, you know, that's a comic, that's a comic, that's a comic, and we're all kind of doing comedy. And then you would come out, and you would do something that just was different than everybody else. Yeah. You know, there was nobody else. And the other thing about it is nobody was ever trying to jack your thing because it was so distinct. Yeah. Nobody could do it. Yeah. That's I've, I've, I noticed I, I like to do things like that, make something so different that if you do want to do it, hey, notice that it's not it's, it's not easy. It is difficult. It is. So, you have to work your way around that because yeah. you're not writing like, you know, you're not writing short you're writing short jokes <laughs> but you're not writing just like it's not these like little concise one-liners like no. they are stories like you know the the story about like going to order food and getting the kids meal yeah and the references that you use there when you start talking about apple slices and things like that yeah it's it, there's a there's a mania to you in that moment because you're frustrated but you want your food so you're playing with that yeah. and you're but also those references you talk about the apple slices you're talking about like the you know like the, why they're called the um the difference between like kids meal and, oh, and, 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 and uh, 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 adult meal an adult meal yeah and it's like it, the, what you're doing is like nobody nobody does that bit nobody really gets into it at the level of detail and nobody has the energy and delivery that you yeah. have so like nobody could steal anything you're doing it is see the funny thing is i think uh i think it was with, I was with some dudes at work that's an actual thing that happened to me i'm sure so that's, it is. Why. that's why no but that's why that's the other thing that's why it's such a good joke because i can see you in Wherever you're at, Canes or what? Is it a Popeyes? Where it's, were you? A, it's a Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. So you're in the mall. That is, that's right. Chick Fil A. You're. It, I can see you there, doing almost exactly what you're doing. Yeah. I don't even like what you're doing is heightened, but I don't see you acting too much differently <laughs> when this all goes down. Yeah. You know, it's a believable story. It's like you know, and that's the other thing too. Like people, people will think that I make things up, and I don't always want to be saying this is true. This is serious. Because right. whatever they laugh at, if you're laughing, fine. But there's a part of me that wants to tell people, I'm not making these stories up. Right. I might 
heighten it a little bit or, or like, you know, add like a tag that's something ridiculous that's not part of the story. But any of the stories that I have, you know, like that are the bigger bits, you know, the Dave and Busters wanting to be a, a child rapper, all yeah. those things. These are like yeah. real stories. The, the yeah. Yorkie's getting stolen. Like, you know, I think people think I'm making that up. Uh, that interaction, the way I describe it, is almost exactly how it happened that day. I found a way to make it funny. I have some little tags in there, but like those are real stories. The only problem is I don't think the audience cares whether it's true or not. Right? <laughs> you know no, they I mean? don't. They, they just, just want to hear something laugh. that's far fetched. That it's like, oh, I've never been through this. This is wild that he has. Yes. Yeah. And then I tell people, see, this is why I, I, when you come to an actual comedian and you ask them to tell you a joke, it's not. It's no, no. I, I have life experiences that I talk about. I don't just give jokes yes jokingly and it's in joke form but this shit really happens so i can't just tell you a joke i can sit down to you and talk to you about some shit and make you laugh maybe yeah if maybe. i feel like being if funny I feel, I feel like, like being funny and i yes. don't yes it's like the worst thing i you know I, i've heard comics talk about this a lot on like podcasts recently it, now that everybody's traveling again you know it's like oh in cabs, on airplanes, strangers are like, well, what are you doing? Where are you headed? What are you, what are you, you know, what are you going to Kansas City for? You know, what are, and it's like, and a lot of comics say they do not want to say I'm a comedian. Even though it's what they love, it's what they're proud of, you don't even want to say it. Because the next question is usually, oh, tell me a joke. Or, yeah. or what kind of comedy do you do? Yeah. That's a, I hate that question. Or Dreadful. they start trying to make you laugh yeah. and it's like all yeah. three of those things i don't want any of them. I want to vomit i don't yeah. want any of them i the when i get in ubers now and somebody's you know like they're like where are you headed i'm going to the hi-ho lounge what's going on at the hi-ho lounge tonight oh, you know a uh, comedy show um oh yeah I, I haven't checked out a comedy show in a while you know who's performing i'm like uh, i am i'm on it I, mm. I run the show oh really oh hey man we got about five minutes tell me a joke ah. and i'm like is this ride free <laughs> is this, is this going to be a free ride? And they're like, no. Right. I'm like, well, then exactly. I'm not giving you free jokes. I'm no offense. Not. But like, I'm not. You know, I just I don't want to do that for you right now. I want to do that At for all. I want to do that for fifty of you I would like in to be the in my venue with right a microphone now. and lights. And exactly. System. I got people to deal with, and one of them's not you, sir. Mm -hmm. I will be in my thoughts during this ride. Thank you. Oh, I got a game of choices that I want to. I'd like to play with you. Okay. Before we get out of here, as this a very loud cruise ship comes. That's by. what's happening. Ooh. Yeah. What is this? Hell say? yeah. I hear they're playing music. That's New Orleans for you. I'm glad I get to capture this moment here. Yeah, we got it. This is good. It's, uh, they're playing Montel Jordan. Uh, oh, <laughs> please commentate. Which they I, are. This is how we do it. This, yeah, it's, yeah, which he ripped off from Slick Rick, and it bothers me so much. <laughs> if he just ripped off the music, I'd be fine. But when he does his silly little rap, he does the exact... He said, once upon a time, like, no, don't do that, Montel. Ah, oh, it's a, yeah, it's a Carnival right, Cruise right. Line. You tried to rap with it. Carnival Cruise Line, we got, oh, you see people out on their balconies. They're actually, they're <laughs> looking at us. See if we can get anybody to wave. Who? Oh, my God, look, people on it. That yeah. is the, uh, and now we got a train behind us. What the hell? Whoa, so much. This is like they, I wanna, they see because they know we're we're coming to a close, and they're like, "This is perfect." Oh, look, you want to like catch a, all of this? Enclosed basketball court. People are up there playing hoops. Oh shit! So this is the Carnival Valor, everybody. Uh, a lot of people enjoying the deck today. They're all out on the balconies. They're all up on the. It's upper a very deck. large deck too. Yeah, thank you for noticing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess it, it would be a if I was on a cruise and was coming through. 
uh, I don't know, maybe it just left. Because a lot of people will fly into New Orleans and hop on these cruises and go out to the right. islands. But this would be a cool way to see the city. I mean, that thing's what? 80 feet tall? It's huge. It is a very, it is, oh. Here you get we a go. great view of the city. You know, I'm going to see if I can capture people on top of that, on top of the boat, because my camera has a great zoom on it. Oh, but all I get is the weeds and the thickets. Oh, here we go. Uh, it doesn't focus. Oh, you are lucky people. Ah, that's okay. That's okay. All right, game of chances. Game of choices. Before we before we roll out of here, you and the stuff. All right, so you got four options and four choices. All right, and four you, options, four, four choices. choices. Right, you got uh, your choices are you get to be one, you get to raise one, you get to sell one, and you got to fuck one. All right, be one, raise one, sell one, fuck one. And raise uh, as in like like uh, raise it, raise bring it up uh, as okay. it, as a as a baby you raised it. B raise sell fuck. Yes. Okay. All right, and your options are mermaid, a mogwai, a Mexican, and a manatee. All right. B one, raise one, sell one, fuck one. Yes. Mermaid, mogwai, Mexican, manatee. I'm going to. I'm gonna be a Mexican. Okay. I am going to oh, be geez. one, raise one. I'm gonna raise the manatee. Mm -hmm. I will raise the manatee. I will sell the mogwai and fuck the mermaid. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Selling the mogwai, getting some money, raise the manatee. Hell well, yeah. Also, yeah, you're already I mean, you see what happens if you raise the manatee and the, the guy that the guy that sold the mogwai had no problems. It's the people that bought it had yeah. the problems. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, somebody else can you know. Yeah. Somebody else can take that thing back to Indiana or wherever that happens and and let them wreck the town. But like, I don't want the responsibility. So yeah, I'll get rid of that. Uh, I would like to be a Mexican. I love Mexico, and yeah. uh, also there's like a, a kind of a Latin population boom here. It's I mean it's people from everywhere, Lovely. Guatemala, Honduras, whatever. Yeah. But I love I love Latin culture. My girlfriend's Guatemalan, and, and like she's really like uh, introduced me to a lot of things, food, oh, yeah. language, everything. Uh, we just went to Puerto Rico together. Fuck so yeah, fun, fun. When I say be a Mexican, I'm saying like any any type of Latin person. I think it would yeah. be so cool to be because I I got my ancestry results back, dude, and I am like scary oh, I white i thought i had a little i thought i had like, a scary white <laughs> dude I thought I, had, I thought I had more italian yeah and it, like the italian barely showed up i I'll, i'm like it's just jesus that scared me <laughs> god damn yeah this train stopped behind us oh I thought that was somebody <laughs> shooting me for my racial comments i i just let the brakes up that was terrifying um but yeah i like i am mostly uh, Polish and Scottish and then everything else it's all just like the Baltic areas uh, like just the whitest countries in Europe like, dude it was so depressing I'm like I got nothing interesting it is white 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 and so I kind of have a little actually it's funny on the way here I was pr I was practicing my Spanish in the car on the way over here and trying to have like because I saw that video of Ben Affleck doing the uh, speaking Spanish yeah and he slips into it like it's like, oh. damn, he's, Spanish is good, Ca casual, conversational. Uh, and so I was like practicing Spanish on the way over here. So, yeah, definitely I'd want to be the Mexican. Uh, fuck the mermaid, that's obvious. Yeah. Um, and uh, and the manatee, I think it would be cool to raise. Yeah. I, I, you know, I would keep it in like, you know, I'd, I'd try to raise it in an area 
This is what I would hope. It would be an area where it can be free, but it always wants to come back and visit me. Yeah. You know, like a, yeah, like a country definitely. dog that just like, you know, it just... That's the country point of dog, It's definitely going to come back. I mean, I just want that thing to be able to go have a nice time, but always come back and check in with me um, because I raised it so well. Yeah. I, I want to raise it so that it can survive. I'll teach it about propellers and everything, <laughs> and, and it can go. But it's always going to come back and chill with me on the dock in the evening, you know? Yeah. Like, I think I'd be a good manatee dad. Like so. the dude with the lion cub. Mm-hmm. He leaves big lions, come back, and he's like, oh, shit, it's, it's the dude again. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, <laughs> hell yeah, man. This has been a fucking fun time. I'm glad the mosquitoes didn't eat us up or nothing like that. This is a great spot to be. Man, tell everybody where they can find you at, dude. Oh, okay. So, uh, the easiest thing to do is just to go to IsaacCozell.com. It's got links to all my socials. It's got a somewhat updated calendar that reminds me I do need to update the calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have, uh, I have four shows in the New Orleans area that I run, and uh, I, I love all of them uh, for different reasons. It's like having a family. You know, I don't have a favorite child. I love all four shows. So, three of them are monthly, and the other one is weekly. On Sunday nights with Shep Kelly and DC Paul, mm. uh, that is proving ground at the Hi Ho Lounge, which you will be on tomorrow. Yes, sir. So that's going to be cool. Um, but yeah, that's that's yeah. that's where to go. Just go to the website. That's where you can find stuff like YouTube links and all that. Um, yeah, and uh, I will be. I don't know where your listeners are, but I will be in LA in October uh, before I go up to the Savage Henry Comedy Festival in Humboldt County. So nice. that's coming up second week of that's October. Dope. Festival. Yeah. Festival. Hell yeah, man. Well, y'all know who it is, man. You can, uh, you can find, if you want to send me a message or anything like that, you can find me at uh, tellmeajoke, yo, at gmail.com. Or, uh, you know, just hit me up, man. I'm at, uh, at the Maniacal Menace on Instagram. Uh, and this has been Tell Me a Joke, the guy not changing the dream. Uh, I've been your host, the Maniacal Menace Cosmo. I said the whole thing like a pimp named Slickback. And until <laughs> next time, folks. <laughs>